times here on this page again. When you see, and you're reading your Bible, and you see the word therefore, stop and see what it's there for. So I'm going to tell you what it's there for. The therefore points back to what Paul has just said. And what Paul has just said is that all social barriers and differences have been erased in Jesus. There's no longer Jew and Gentile. It's God's children. There's no longer slaves or free. We're all God's children. There's these, these social classes and distinctions and divisions, those things that have kept us apart in the past are erased when we're in Jesus. When we're in a relationship with Christ, we're all brothers and sisters. So, therefore, as God's chosen people, since you're all God's chosen people, and you're all dearly loved. This is how we know what it is to be loved. God loved us. He sent His Son into the world so that we could live through Him. He loves us. First, he loved us and sent his son to be a sacrifice, the atoning sacrifice, the sacrifice to make us right, to bring us forgiveness and cleansing from our sins. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, put on, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Now, we're not going to go into a long list of what all these things are. I'm just going to tell you what they are. It's love in action. Love in action. When we are loving, we are compassionate. When we are loving, we are kind. When we are loving, we are humble. We are gentle. We are patient. Loving. Love in action. Paul goes on to say, bear with each other. I just think that that, that that first word is just kind of interesting. It's amazing that we spell the word that means two different things so with the same letters. So I'm just going to remind you that when he says bear with each other, he doesn't mean grizzly or polar or brown bear. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Bear with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults and personality differences. We are not all the same. Thank you, Jesus. Who wants to be like me? Don't raise your hand. It's okay. Sorry, that wasn't a poll question. You know, I don't want to be like you, quite honestly. I just want to be me. So God's wired me to be, created me to be, designed me to be myself. But there are people who find me irritating. I don't know if it's possible to some of you to know that. 
But it's true. So there's some people who probably do hear us say, whether you realize it or not. And some of you do realize it. They say, this is what we need to bear with each other. Sometimes our differences rub us the wrong way. And we just need to, well, okay, wait a minute, we all are the same in Jesus. You know, if I were to go back and, 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 and rewrite the section about the social and economic changes that no longer Jews and Gentiles and no longer slaves and free and so on, I, I, I would do something like this. We're no longer extroverts and introverts. We're no longer talkers and listeners. There's no longer no longer task-oriented people and people-oriented people. You're all one in Christ. Thank you. There's no type A, there's no type B. We're all one in Christ. We're all loved and dearly loved, and we need to bear with each other. If by irritating you, please don't get me, you just bear with me. That's the way I am. That's the way you are. There's some things about us that aren't wrong. It's just different. We need to learn to put up with it. That's hopeful. Okay. In the last place we think of it. Now, if you heard the long sermon there, and I'm going to read the rest of it for another time. We're born to each other for kids. Said it in here a couple of times. Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, this is stuff way beyond us. Oh, you're irritated by somebody who's an introvert and you're an extrovert. Everybody can raise it. This is a this is way beyond you know personality differences. Uh, it's, it's beyond being right-handed or left-handed. Uh, it, it's, it's beyond those kinds of things. This is this is where someone has. Hurt you. Perhaps, well, definitely on purpose. Uh, it's when someone has caused you great pain. And when that happens, we all want to get even. When something happens to us, when someone hurts us, there are two things we can do immediately. One is to run to everybody we know and tell them everything that happened and how that person is so mean or nasty or whatever. And just rip them up. Or we can go talk to Jesus. is going to talk to Jesus and saying, you know, you know exactly what happened, you know all that's involved, and you know who would really love to see them get there. But that's up to you. That's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is, I'm not quite sure what other these people mean when they talk about forgiveness. Like when you're watching Dr. Phil or or somebody on TV when they talk about forgiving people. I don't know what they mean, to be honest. Because to me, you can't 
forgive unless you turn them over to Jesus. There are two reasons I think you should turn them over to Jesus. One is, He's way bigger than you are. And they need to get there. He'll get He'll good. But even better, He's enslaved them. He wears his soul set on being even. We miss this idea that they can Turn them over to Jesus. Something even better than being needed might happen. They might change. Forgive. Let go of your desire to make them pay. For them to get theirs and for you to be the one to dish it out. Turn it over to Jesus. That's what it means to forgive as a Christian. Okay. That sounds pretty hard. Okay. Read the last line. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Well, Paul was probably speaking when he said, well, my dad used to call it hyperbole. You know, you're exaggerating something for the sake of emphasis. And you're just really trying to make it, okay, well, just quick review. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. That's part of the whole prayer. Jesus goes back and says, By the way, that thing about forgiving, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Well, Jesus was probably doing a hyperbole exaggeration thing, too. Well, not necessarily, because he goes down a few chapters. That was Matthew chapter 6. He goes down Matthew chapter 18. Peter says something along the lines of, Hey, I know you're really into this forgiveness thing. And I know the rabbis are saying three times in the you know, three times in the house, so they, you know, and, and so I'm sure you're going to want to beat the other rabbis, so we're going to go with seven, because seven's the perfect number. So, you know, you'll get it. Seven child born on the same day. So, things you learn about people. That was a perfect number. So, I'm going to give him seven times on the inside to my own house. And Jesus said, Well, no. Seventy-seven times. That's eleven times the perfect number. And I'm sure Jesus could tell by Peter's, the look on Peter's face that he wasn't quite. That wasn't the response he was expecting. Jesus said, let me tell you a story. There was a king who said away his house. He found out one of his uh, one of his servants owed him a billion dollars. On a thirty thousand dollar a year income. Now, you don't have to be a math whiz to figure out man is in deep, deep, deep trouble. You will not even be able to pay interest on the debt, let alone start making payment on the principal, right? He's in very deep trouble. 
the man brought in in front of him and said, You owe me a billion dollars. He goes, So you, your whole family, everything you own, I'm going to claim it as my own. And he's going to go to jail and then you can pay it. Now, that's the way they did things back in Jesus' day. And the man threw himself at the king's feet and said, Just be patient with me, I'll pay you back. There was somebody of like me in the court at that time who snickered. Really? No way. You're going to insult you and your whole family with everything you own. You're going to be taking a lot. You can't pay this back. But if this was to punish you with me, I will pay you back. And the king had mercy on him and said, I think there's a whole thing. You no longer own your house. Now, if you owe somebody a billion dollars and they just said, all right, they're off. You're forgiven. You don't owe me anything. What would be your first response? Well, who? And he grabs him by the throat, starts choking him, and saying, If you don't pay me, you're going to jail. And you won't get out until your grandkids and your grandkids. Because you're going to pay me back. And the guy who's choking, being choked to the death, says, Be patient. I'll pay you back. Okay, now let's think about this. If you're making $30,000 a year, there's probably a pretty good chance you're going to be able to pay somebody back other than 60 bucks. Four dollars a week, and you'll have beer left over, right? Right. So the other person's not being unreasonable. He's being very reasonable. Just give me some time, and I'll get your money back. Meanwhile, there are people standing around, but there will always be people standing around. And they noticed what had happened. They knew what had happened with the king. And they knew this guy just for what was forgiven a billion dollar debt. And now he's trying to collect 160 out of it. Don't think about it. That nothing's set right with them. So he went and told the king. And the king called the guy back in. And he said, No, no, let me get this straight. You owe me a billion. And he said, Be patient with me. And I said, Oh, don't worry about being patient. I'm just going to forgive the debt. You owe me nothing, right? He was surprised. Now, you have a friend out there who owes you 160 bucks. You have a problem. I say, you know that thing about forgiving you for the billion dollars? I changed my mind. You and your family are being sold. Everything you own is being sold. You're going to jail until you pay me back. Wow. Here's the last line of this whole conversation. Jesus said, That's exactly how my heavenly Father would treat you if you don't forgive your brother from your heart. 
Paul says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's not exaggeration. That's Jesus talking. If you're going to follow Jesus, you will learn to forgive. Then he says, over all these verses in verse 13, over all these verses put on love. Bind them all together in perfect unity. Love. The kind of love that Paul talks about, the kind of love that Jesus demonstrated for us, the kind of love that God wants us to have, to experience, and to share with people is the love that will do. It's not just, it's not, it's way more than a feeling. It's not just a feeling, it is an action, it is a a way of living, and it is a thing that will do whatever needs to be done to help somebody, no matter how much it costs me, and no matter how they respond. So here's the sermon in the transition. Love people, love people. Forgiving people, forgive people. Now, I'm going to say it again because some of you are already uh, a few steps ahead of me, so that's okay. Even I thought we were going for simple Christmas. This doesn't seem simple. Well, this is simple, isn't it? Love people, love people. Forgiven people, forgive people. When you follow Jesus, your life is changed by simple love. It is a simple thing. It is a love that will do whatever it takes to help somebody out, no matter what it costs, no matter how they respond. It is simple. It's not merely being a nice, live and let live kind of love, though. It is a love that is shaped by helping those who help us and those who don't help us. It is a love that calls us to put up with those who let us down. I mean, to bear with those who let us down. And to forgive those who hurt. Jesus. Now, as we talk about a simple Christmas over the next few weeks, there's, there's, there's three things that you're going to need to understand about simple when you're following Jesus. Simple love. Simple joy, simple peace, simple faith. Yeah, all these simple things are remarkably satisfying. God created you and me and designed us for these things. He designed us and created us to enjoy and share simple love. That love that gives generously cares for people, regardless of the cost and response. And it is remarkably satisfying to experience and to share that kind of love. Everything else that we think is satisfying is just kind of like a poor appetizer. For what really And then you've probably already figured this one out. 
simple, like simple love is ridiculously challenging. If we talked about the brother forgiveness, if you've really been hurt by somebody, if it made perfect sense to you, I'm going to tell you something right now. One of two things is true. Either you've already worked your way through this and learned to forgive people, or you've never been hurt. Not really. Because you cannot love others as Jesus loves you without the help of the Holy Spirit. You cannot forgive those who hurt you without the help of the Holy Spirit. It's a Holy Spirit empowered thing. And if you can do it, have you not been hurt? It's not like this. The Holy Spirit produces things in us, a fruit in our lives. The result of this being in our life is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Well, most of those we've already read today, haven't we? And they love and action. That's what the Holy Spirit does in us. He helps us with it. When I say the simple love is ridiculously challenging, I want to make it really clear what I'm saying. You cannot love people like Jesus loves people by yourself. You can only love people like Jesus loves people. You can only forgive like the Lord forgives with the Holy Spirit working in you. Simple love, by the way, is one more thing. It is resolutely unbending. Maybe the definition of love. Love is doing what others need, caring for other people, Regardless of the cost or their response. That's simple. But I don't think there's a single word in there you need a dictionary for. But anything else is not simple love. It might be warm feelings. It might be genuine affection. Simple is resolutely unbending. It is patient love. It is a love that gives and sacrifices. It is a love that forgives, regardless of the response and the response. It is love that brings people over to Jesus for whatever He wants to do. You cannot experience simple love by refusing to forgive. Well, I really don't want anything bad to happen to him. That's pretty good. But for, for a lot of us, that's a big step in the right direction, but that's not good enough for simple love yet. This is what we're called to. Love people, love people. Forgiving people, forgive people. If we're going to follow Jesus, 
We're going to live in simple love. We're going to receive His love, and we're going to share it. So, I want you to start right now. To begin to think, I want you to prayerfully consider who you may need to forgive. If we forgive as Jesus forgives us, we will experience simple love flowing through us. It's kind of like uh, a garden hose. You know, you take the, you hook the hose up to the faucet and you run it out to water the lawn or, you know, spray down the car or let the water flow through it. What happens to the inside of the hose? Does it get wet? Okay. Then your office going, but this this ought to be really clear, and then your sightlines get scary. I mean, if that simple love is flowing through us to another person, we get wet with it. If we shut off the flow, you don't shut it off at the end of the hose, it gets shut off at the end of the hose where the water comes in. You shut off at the end of your life where the love comes in. We forgive as Jesus forgives us, so we experience simple love flowing through us. If we forgive, as uh, Jesus forgives us, we will possess and spread that simple love that only Jesus offers and only Jesus gives, and we're spreading it all over. We're spreading to our families and to our workplaces and to our community and around the world through us. Let's go on a big block with this and all of us. Everything. Yeah. I know if you throw a little rock to a big scary lake, it would just be chaos. And that's what we need. We need a simple love that makes a splash in our lives and in the lives of the people around us. And so I'm going to ask you to pray with me. And this is how you're going to answer that question. Who do you need to forgive? Let's bow our heads and just take a few moments to let the Holy Spirit talk to you.
this enough that on the earth carries all of its pain. Your mercy flows to us despite our faults and our failures. Help us to demonstrate your kind of love even to those who hurt us. They come to us and we capture them and bring them to you and through the power of your Holy Spirit make them as easy to you as we choose to be here. Let your Holy Spirit please guide us and to lead us into the kingdom Fill us with your power. And flood our 